Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, August 11th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm there as well. Casey Daniels 317. And right now you can see us both on YouTube. Type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Okay, so this was a really surprising admission that happened from NBC's Chuck Todd. He said that the Texas Governor Greg Abbott was right when he said busing migrants to blue cities would turn Democratic politicians against the Biden administration and pressure the White House to get control of the border. And uh, it seems it may have not done anything other than get their attention, but it has done that because now White House officials have met with the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, and they are to find ways to collaborate on a response of the ongoing asylum seeker crisis that's happening in that city. Yeah, what this has really done is it has exposed these mayors, governors, whatever, for what they really are. And in reality, they're what we call NIMBY people, not in my backyard Mm -hmm. people. And you see this a lot of times at a local level where, hey, we need more restaurants in town or we need more businesses or the taxes here are out of control. We need more commercial development. Okay, great. We'll put it here. No, that's that's too close to my house, man. You can't uh, you can't do that. We always used to chuckle at those people and we called them NIMBY people, not in my backyard. They want the stuff, but they don't want it where it's going to impact them. And that's basically these people are complete hypocrites. They don't really want mass illegal immigration. And it was easy when it wasn't happening, certainly to the level it is now under someone like Trump to go, well, if you're an illegal immigrant, you can come here. We're a sanctuary city, evil orange man, bad. He hates immigrants. Well, the people weren't coming in mass. And now that you're getting what you say you wanted to get, Mm -hmm. just like the NIMBY people, you don't want it because it's impacting you. Well, and that's the the big point that you make there is the New York City is a sanctuary city. And at first, oh, yeah, that's great. We want this. But when they're getting them, when the buses are arriving, oh, no, holy crap, we don't want this anymore. It's putting a strain on their system. And what is uh, Mayor Eric Adams answer to that? Well, it's to go on TV and ask for more money. It was uh, yesterday you said uh, you're on pace to spend $5 billion on migrant care in this fiscal year. To, to give people some perspective, that is more than the city uh, spends on sanitation, parks, and the fire department combined. So you're asking for money here. Do I have that right? Uh, you, you, a combination, more than money, because the faucet is uh, flowing. We have to stop the faucet. We have to make sure we have a real decompression strategy at the border. And we have to ensure that we have real immigration reform because it's going to go to continue. It's not sustainable. When you look at 10,000 a month, uh, the math just doesn't, does not add up. So, so you notice he, he didn't say actually secure the border. Mm-hmm. They always use words like comprehensive immigration strategy, which is put them somewhere else. That's what he's saying. He wants these people to have the Democrats, these mayors, 
governors, whatever, want these people to have legal status because this is what this is all about. Getting these people into the country so you will have a generation of reliable Democrat voters who are dependent upon government resources and services. He doesn't want them to stop coming. He wants to have a mechanism in which the pain is spread out equally, but the reality is he and others brought the pain on themselves by saying, please come here. They didn't mean it. It's like, it, not that you would ever do this, Casey, but uh, have you ever told somebody that you kind of have been friends with that may be more friends with you than you are with them? Oh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to get together sometime and soon. You have no intention of uh, yeah, really getting together. You, know, you come over whenever you want. Okay, how's Tuesday? Well, you know, <laughs> but you said come over whenever you want. If you extend the invitation... Somebody's going to take you up on it. And what has been made very clear, and it has been made very clear by these migrants that they have caught illegally crossing the border time and time and time again, that we were told by Joe Biden and the Biden administration to come here. The perception is you will be taken care of. And these mayors and governors in these radical left states have have fed the, these people's understanding of come here and we will take care of you. No, I don't do that, Rob. I'm a nice person, but I believe that you've done that to me before. What? Oh, yeah, we're watching the football game at my dad's house if you want to come over. And then I did. And you did. <laughs> and did I? Was, I don't think you really expected did, did that. I say, did I say, oh, this is crap. The Casey's <laughs> over at my house. No, I said, okay, great. Come over and watch the ball game. If I didn't want you to come over to our house, I wouldn't have extended the invitation. True, I but didn't the, need the address. But the point is that's the equivalent of mm-hmm. what? Getting the blow off. Yeah, this is a equivalent of what Eric Adams is doing. It'd be like if I said, hey, you're welcome to come over and watch the game and you said, sure, and I go, uh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> uh, I can't believe she really came. Okay, so By the Eric- way, I'd like to point out you and your man uh-huh. screwed Notre Dame's entire season. Yeah, it was us. Because Notre Dame was winning <laughs> mm-hmm. that game against Ohio State at halftime. They were dominating the game mm-hmm. and then you two skadoodled on out the door mm-hmm. and Notre Dame played like a peewee football team the uh-huh. rest of that game. So I hope you're happy. It wasn't us. It was the it was the luck guys that did that. But Eric Adams said that the influx of migrants is projected to cost his city $12 billion by 2025. Jim Banks tweeted out yesterday, your fave. Oh, yeah. He said the number of illegals crossing our southern border could fill Assembly Hall in less than three days. So that's Jim Banks. He's the guy who voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, mm-hmm. right? And in the, uh, in the debt ceiling that Kevin McCarthy rammed through, there was nothing that required a secure border in in the debt ceiling vote. Was that right? Did I miss that? Mm. So it's super weird that Jim Banks is really upset about the border not being secure when the guy who he told uh, America how great he was and what a fearless leader he was and how he was the guy to fix all the problems keeps giving away money and funding all of Biden's priorities and doesn't get simple things like border security as a part of that. It's so weird. It's almost like Jim Banks is a... I can't say that. It's almost like Jim Banks is a... Well, he's rather disingenuous. Okay, so Eric Adams' comments, they came just a few days after the governor of Massachusetts declared a state of emergency over their surge of migrants. And she says that it has left social services overwhelmed. And they're, of course, demanding more funding and help from the federal government. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, she wants, uh, she wants everyone to house immigrants. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, you first. please consider hosting a family. You first. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. 
become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Worker Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. If you're a local official, a college president, a business owner, or a faith leader with an available building or space in your community, please work with us to offer it as a shelter site. If you're a social service provider, please consider becoming an emergency assistance homeless shelter provider. Our resources are stretched thin there as well. And if you're a hotel or a motel owner, consider opening it up for emergency assistance. If you're a landlord or a property owner, we can use you too. We can connect you with service providers to help transition families into permanent housing. Everyone has something they can offer. You notice it is not how do we solve the issue mm-hmm. in terms of il- stopping illegal immigration. Right. They want the people here. They just don't want them impeding on their state or their city. They want the people here. And look, you get the government you deserve. And these these radical left states and cities have elected these people and... Good luck. Well, not to mention how she says, if you're a hotel or a motel, let these people stay with you. That's how they make their money, by the way. Sure. Hey, if you're a landlord, you know, how you make your income, Mm -hmm. just give it away for free. Well, that's the way they view it, though. It's not yours. It's theirs. Her first. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as she hosts someone in the governor's mansion first, then then maybe. Casey, are, are you a... Are you someone who ever gambles? Do you go to the casinos? Do you yeah. ever uh, throw a few pennies here or there down on uh, blackjack or uh, yes. you know red or mm-hmm. whatever it might yes. be? Yes. Would you mind? Uh, and I'm hitting you just off the top of your head on this. What's the most you've ever lost in uh, in betting? Does anything stand out? Have you ever just kind of? Are you talking about in one sitting yeah, or like, over like a long weekend yeah, in Vegas? Well, whatever. Either one. Have you ever just said, "Wow, I just got a little out of control on that one"? Mm. Probably three, four hundred dollars uh, over a, like a, a weekend or a day. Oh yeah, yeah sure, that's yeah. fine. Boy, mm-hmm. you got a big problem, lady. Uh, <laughs> all right, I don't do it often. When we come back, yeah, you will not believe what a new report says. One famous professional athlete has lost throughout his life betting on sports. Oh yeah, my problem's not this big. It is fifteen minutes after eleven with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. To point out that when I lost the couple hundred dollars gambling, it was a special occasion. I was with my sister on a vacation weekend, and that was the bankroll. It did not turn out the way that I was hoping it to. I got to learn that lesson that when you're up, cash out yeah. and go home. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's the that's how they get you. you I know. Yeah. You think, oh, I, I want a little. I can keep doing that, and then it just doesn't happen that here, way. Here is my best advice to you if you are a person who is uh, a casual gambler, mm-hmm. or if you're a person with serious gambling issues. There is a reason those casinos are in big, beautiful buildings, yeah. and you live where you live. Right, right? exactly. Right? The, the, the house... Always finds, wins. Yes, finds a way. Finds a way. The majority of the time to figure out how to take your money. Yeah. And if they don't get it the first time, they'll get you the next time. I was playing penny slots at one time, and uh, I think it was probably the biggest jackpot I ever won. It was like a $3 bet, and yeah. I won $1,200. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Did you get out of there? I, I did. Oh, good for you. That time I did leave. Yeah. When they when they have to come over with a piece of paper mm-hmm. to get your info because yep. they want to tax you. Absolutely. That's when you know you- Holcomb's got to get his. No, yeah, no exactly. doubt. It is 19 19- minutes after 11 it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC but my uh, my little fun time gambling my little penny slots that's nothing compared to Phil Mickelson this is unbelievable so ESPN had the report there's a new book coming out it's called gambler secrets from a life of risk 
And it is an account of one of the most prolific gamblers in the history of this this country. And this guy was friends for years with uh, Phil Mickelson, who Billy Walters is the guy's name. And of course, Phil Mickelson is one of the most famous golfers of all time and one of the most controversial golfers of all time. And in this book, Billy Walters alleges that Phil Mickelson has bet $1 billion, with a B, dollars mm-hmm. in his life and has lost $100 million and alleged that Mickelson once tried to gamble on the Ryder Cup, which is the international, it's like the Olympics of golf. I mean, now they ha- technically have Olympics in golf now, but it is the USA against Europe. It happens every two years. It's one of the biggest events in all of golf. And uh, it is well documented, what, whatever the numbers are, that Phil Mickelson had, maybe still does, he claims no, a very serious betting, gambling, I mean, basically was an addiction. And he was... I don't know if to say he was under investigation is right. It probably is. I mean, there were serious issues related to that and money that went in and went out and how it happened. Now, Mickelson was never charged Mm -hmm. with anything. But think about the fact that he bet allegedly, like, let's even if it's 500 million, even if it's half of what this guy alleges, 500 million dollars. Yeah. And let's say he lost half of what this guy claims, 50 million. That is, uh, that is a. I can't even fathom how you could lose fifty million dollars on anything. How you walk up to a table or place that at a sports book? Well, he had. So uh, look, this has changed now because clearly sports betting, the things that Mickelson allegedly did, were well in advance of when sports betting was legal in many states, including here in Indiana. It was other than Vegas. It was. Totally no, and he allegedly had some sort of offshore account by which he would place the bets. Now, what's interesting is this Billy Walters guy, as I said, was one of the most prolific sports bettors in the history of this country, and he was so good at it that uh, bettors would stop taking his bets because, well, does he have insider information? Nobody should be as good as this guy is, blah, blah, blah. So they wouldn't take his bets, so this guy would use basically shell people people as a shell to vote for to bet for him whether it was hey i'm gonna give you the money and you bet it or uh you bet and i'll tell you the advice and we'll split the profits they don't go into great detail in this article about exactly how these were set up but mickelson allegedly was one of these guys he was involved in this with and he said he had access basically to mickelson's offshore account and the bets he was placing and they said he said you know that's kind of where he came up with these estimates based on the amount of money in part is because of what he knew about these offshore accounts i mean it's a it's a it's a staggering amount of money and when you think about all the like poor and suffering people in this country and i'm not talking about people who refuse to work i'm talking about people who have you know disabilities or veterans or whatever you think about the dude even if it's 50 million Mm -hmm. just wasted 50 million dollars it's it's amazing yeah well you know what though it is his money and it's his right to do with it what he wants i've heard michael jordan well has put in big bets as well the problem is though it's not your right to do with your money if you're doing something illegal with your money and now, when he was placing these bets... You think it was illegal. Well, unless he was doing it in Las Vegas, yeah. which as far as I know, it wasn't necessarily in Las Vegas, then it may be, maybe, you know, that's obviously for someone else. The criminal justice system has never charged Phil Mickelson with anything. But according to this dude, 
it was some pretty shady questionable stuff. stuff. And it, you're right. It is anybody's money they earn legally. Mm-hmm. And whether I think, obviously, I am pro sports betting being legal and I am pro it's your money. If you want to throw it down the drain, do it. But laws are the laws. I also, as we talked about earlier, think medical marijuana should be legal in Indiana. It is not. I can advocate for laws, but. I, you know, you have to abide by the laws as as they are. The thing that was always shocking to me, I know you've been to Las Vegas. You spent your honeymoon there. Yes, I did. Is you could go to a, a table like a craps table or a roulette table and somebody who maybe walk up wearing, you know, overalls <laughs> or just, you know, a flannel. They don't look like, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to lay down a lot of money. You wouldn't expect it from them. Walk up to the table and boom, 10 grand, make one bet. And you just you just never know. Like what their bankroll is in a situation like that. Well, real quick, I was just going to say, because I know we got to get to a break here in a minute, but speaking of people going to jail, uh, did you see this audio from Rand Paul? Yeah. So Rand Paul has referred Anthony Fauci to the Department of Justice for lying under oath. Uh, Here was Rand Paul yesterday. Well, you know, I don't think there's ever been a clear case of perjury in the history of government testimony. And I don't say that lightly. He said adamantly that the government never funded this gain-of-function research. We now have the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, has admitted that the funding came from the NIH. We have the acting director, Tabak, of the NIH, admitting it in writing that it came from the NIH. But now we have really the smoking gun, and that is Fauci in private saying the opposite of what he was saying in public. Okay, so he's saying that Fauci's been lying under oath to Congress, which is against the law, about the gain of function, claiming they've got a real clear case there for perjury. He's saying one thing in private, one thing in public, and that Fauci knew all along that NIH was funding gain of function. and that There's no way he gets prosecuted. No way. There's no way, even if whoever Trump or whoever wins, if a Republican wins the election, certainly not going to happen under Biden. Nothing ever happens to any of these people, Casey. It's how we started the show, wasn't it? Nothing ever happens to any of these people. That's why it's all a big joke and you can't take any of it serious because the Republicans, even when they get the opportunity to do Mm -hmm. something, they never follow through. They don't. Okay, well, uh, your president, he's back to ignoring his seventh grandchild. And that is coming up from 93 WIBC. Did you have a good night's sleep last night? It is 1131. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, Before we get to this audio of Biden being completely ridiculous, which is better known as a day that ends in Y, I did want to uh, say thank you to our very fabulous longtime sponsor here at WIBC, uh, our friends down at Thompson Furniture Mm -hmm. in Columbus. Uh, My wife and I purchased uh, our new bed from them, and they were awesome. Uh, Mike came. Mike and his son hooked it up together. They just travel around central Indiana. When you get a a bed from Thompson Furniture or whatever you get, it's Mike and his son with the van, Mm -hmm. and they do it, and they were in and out like that. Nice. Totally clean, totally professional. Place was looked better than when they showed up. Uh, In and out, lickety split, and the bed is... Awesome. So I wanted to say thank you to uh, our great friends, great longtime advertisers here. Thompson Furniture in Columbus. When you need a bed, you go see them. You had a good night's sleep last night or was baby wild last night? Uh, My wife had a wonderful night's uh, sleep. (laughs) Uh, You know, Casey, when you... Here's the thing. And anybody who has been uh, married or in some sort of long-term relationship, um, 
you know, as the man, you basically give up all your rights and uh, desires, and that includes the bed. So when it came to picking the bed, I told my wife mm-hmm. uh, when we, we went down to Thompson yeah. Furniture, Spencer did a great job taking care of us. Uh, you know, they do the thing. Hey, lay on all these beds. Tell us which ones you want. And yeah. My wife went around and laid on all the beds. And then Spencer said, OK, hey, it's your turn. I said, it doesn't matter what she wants. It's whatever she wants. You're so, a good man, Rob Kendall. Uh, yes, I just uh, <laughs> she is doing great with the mattress. And that's all that matters. Uh, you're so cute. when You tell me that the baby's wild. I think uh, our listeners would love an update on Livy. She's turning six weeks. She old. She's now six weeks old. OK. Um, and I've said this before and I will say this again. It is an amazing thing when uh, you have a baby. I don't know if your baby was, your daughter was this way when she was a baby. Uh, Olivia is perfectly well behaved mm-hmm. between uh, the hours of uh, f- about 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and midnight. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, she's just a great baby, doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of noise, mm-hmm. uh, just very calm, um, eats when you tell her to eat. Uh, you know, it's it's just perfect. And then something happens at midnight, Casey. And it's party time. And, and I don't know if it's a thing like within Gremlins where somehow she's getting fed after midnight and she but it is a it is party central yeah. at my house between the hours of midnight and four AM. You sent me the most darling picture. You were holding her and she was just looking up at you yeah. and I I love it. It's just my favorite picture of the two of you because I can just tell how much she loves you. I mean, you can just see it in her eyes. Well, that's because I give her food. Yeah. And my dog's the same way. <laughs> it's a great picture. You're going to want to hold on to that here's one the other for thing, a my, really long time. Yeah, and here's the other thing my kid does, and she is super smart. When she is around other people, mm-hmm. oh, and you've seen this, mm-hmm. she's perfectly well-behaved. She is. I mean, she is just the quiet, most calmest, and everybody who comes in con, what a sweet baby. Yeah. And then the moment they're out of there, wah! <laughs> it's because she I, misses there's, them. I, so there's no way Don't you're Don't leave me with this guy! You're not doing this deliberately. There's no way you're not doing this deliberately. You know what? And as she gets older, you ho- as she gets older, you'll hope that she behaves that way, that she's good around other people and strangers, because if she's got to let it out, yeah. l- let it out just do with it out mom and dad. Just do it out. I mean, did you know yeah. that there is an act, my, my wife and I were discussing this yesterday. Did you know there's a thing called cute aggression? Have you no. ever heard of this? No. It's an actual thing. Like when you see a baby mm-hmm. or a dog or whatever, and you just want to like snuggle it, not like in a violent manner or anything. Yeah. Like you're just, oh my gosh, you're so cute. It's an actual thing. It's called cute aggression where in your body, yeah. it feeds and you have to be careful with it mm-hmm. because obviously like with a baby, you could potentially harm the baby uh, harm yeah. the, with no intention whatsoever, but it's an actual thing. It's called cute aggression. It's like loving too hard. Yes. Huh. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I, I hadn't either. And I said, you are full of crap. Don't. And then it turned out she was absolutely <laughs> not full of crap. Don't love too hard physically. Uh, speaking of loving children, uh, Joe Biden refusing to provide security for Hunter's love child, Navy. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Okay, so... This is a whole write-up. London Roberts, who is the mother of Navy Roberts, who is the baby with Hunter and London, you know, Navy. The, the stripper, the, the stripper the, he had the kid with. Yeah, yeah, the seventh grandchild that Joe Biden refused to acknowledge for a long time and then acknowledged her. Now he's back to not acknowledging yeah, her. right. And he's saying that uh, he's not going to give the mother or Navy Secret Service, although all of his other grandchildren do have Secret service. I, I have a, a bunch of grandchildren. They all have secret service and my daughter has secret service. And, you know, it's, it's just wonderful. 
But they don't. But they don't. Not so all the grandchildren do. So are we back to not acknowledging Navy as the grandkid? I don't know. The thing that I learned from this entire article, which is on Daily Mail, was that London Roberts, who is the baby mama, is not very good at picking men in her life <laughs> because what? she is very concerned that her ex, who is a cage fighter, uh, is bombarding her with threats. He punched a dent in her car. He slashed the wires to her security camera, made a bunch of frightening comments comments about her and the baby and uh so clearly she's not very good at picking gentlemen callers no 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 time out here casey are you implying yeah that a woman who makes her money (laughs) grinding on random men (laughs) might not be good at picking out men for her personal life i'm I'm alluding to something like that but here we go it's joe biden he's losing to the teleprompter once again Representative Mark, Mark, excuse me, Takano. I don't even know what he's talking about there. What's he talking about? He's naming, he's trying to name some guy, some, some U.S. representative. He was at some event and it's just, why can't you speak normal? (laughs) Like, remember how, remember how awful they were? Are you so proud that's your president? Uh, uh, remember how mean they were to Bush? And there's plenty of reasons to be mean to Bush. Strategery. Bush was, oh, he's a dumbass. He can't even form sentences. He uses words that aren't words. This guy, it's every single time. At least Bush, it was just every so often there was some sort of gaffe, and it was once a speech. Mm-hmm. This guy, it's every single time. Yes, every time. Uh, do we have time to get to the CNN reporter John King? Well, it's half your show. And his surprise. Yes. Oh, I love this. Okay, so what was he doing? He was kind of doing like a little town hall thing yes. where they got a room full of Republicans and he was trying to get in there and understand yeah. them, yeah. right? You see this quite a bit where these liberal networks will do a little, you know, uh, round table or the people are all sitting in a, mm-hmm. you know, a little cluster together and, and there'll be some liberal reporter who will very slowly and in a, a you know a deep thought ask them a question and then my favorite part and this happens all the time is these people will honestly answer his his or her question mm-hmm. and they simply are astounded that there are people who believe right. the things that these people are saying you mean you're not thinking exactly like me so That's john crazy john, i think john king is the guy in this one mm-hmm. and um he asks a question about Ukraine, and he simply cannot believe that people distrust Biden and our government's motives there. If you think the United States should be supporting Ukraine in the fight against Putin, raise your hand. Nobody. You don't have to be that smart to put the, connect the dots, right? And so our, is the war to cover up sins committed? So you can cover your tracks. There's too much money that's been thrown over there. You think all the NATO countries would do what Biden told them to do because he's trying to cover up some Hunter Biden business deal by... Um, It all depends on how uh, Zelensky, how much dirt he has on Biden to keep the money coming. That's, That's... That's out there. Well, how how do you how do you trust when you know the government has shut down Facebook and shut down Twitter and told them to not show certain certain news stories? A few days here makes clear Trump's grip is very strong. <laughs> Don't you love that? So the government lies to society at every turn. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is arguably being proven to be the most corrupt 
dirty person to ever hold the Oval Office. And this guy acts just totally perplexed that this country, which has connections to his son, Mm -hmm. who Joe Biden was clearly in business with for illicit purposes, that this country that has a connection to that, that people who are paying attention might raise their hand and go, wow, I'm really concerned about this, especially when there's no return on investment, there's no accounting, public accounting, we can't even get the government to produce a strategy of what we're doing in Ukraine, and this dope goes, well, that's really out there. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, he brings up NATO. So NATO countries, they have their reasons for supporting Ukraine. But for us, it's an ocean away. The reasons, not as crystal clear, other than military industrial complex, which 2% Pence loves pushing as well. Well, is it, yes, and you're right. Isn't it odd that this was the hill we decided to die on? Because... You, when you when you take all the factors into what's going on in Ukraine, you have a country that has been very, very corrupt for mm-hmm. a very long time. Yep. It wasn't all that long ago that they were Team Saddam Hussein. Russia, uh, I, I love that Pence, Pence is so anti-Russia now, when in reality, George Bush, who Pence was a huge fan of and supported repeatedly for ill-begotten wars and foreign conflicts when he was in the Congress, was very, very... Uh, willing to praise Putin and say nice things about Putin and talk about alliances where we had with Putin. Remember Bush family said, I've seen into his soul. So all of a sudden now, I guess we're back at war with Russia after having many forms of alliances with them the past many years. And it, the average person just looks at this and goes, none of this makes any sense. And the thing we do know is our government lies to, the, to us all the time. Mm-hmm. Our government is super corrupt. And the Biden family has connections to these people. Yeah. Connecting the dots, just like that guy in that little round table said. And why do we continue to spend millions and millions of dollars with Ukraine? We keep sending all of that money there. And yet our own border is not secure. It drives me absolutely up the wall. All right, Casey. Yeah. When we come back, we have a very, very, very special mm-hmm. Mind Your Manners today with Susan Beckwith. Yes. Because we're doing Dining 101. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. we're going to take a quiz. We're going to have a little quiz contest between you and me. Oh, Who's no. got the better etiquette when it comes to dining? <laughs> I'm scared. Will it be upscale Casey Daniels or Wendy's bag boy, Rob Kendall? <laughs> Pressure's on. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to mind your manners with Susan Beckwith. Yes, it is time for you scoundrels who listen to this program to get some life advice that will make you better members of society. It is time for Mind Your Manners. It is the part of the show as we wrap up each week where, Casey, we bring in our own former Miss Indiana, Susan Beckwith, Mm -hmm. and she tells you the steps necessary to be a better, more decent member of society. And we know you all need that. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Dining 101 this week. Susan, what is the number one mistake people make when dining? 
Well, you know what? I thought it would be a lot of fun to switch it up today Mm -hmm. instead of me just kind of imparting information, imparting information. I thought, let's do a little quiz. Oh, great. How exciting. This came to me because of Casey. So she had sent me some uh, TikToks about a gentleman that was sharing some fun facts. And I thought, you know what? Let's just quiz what they know about table etiquette. (laughs) I saw those, Susan, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this guy with his manners. I wonder if he's up to it. it. I loved it. And honestly, I learned something new. So you know what? We're all kind of, like I have said multiple times, works in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's take this quiz. I'm going to show Casey how sophisticated I really am. Tables. Elbows off the table, Rob. I love it. I love it. All right, true or false, you should place your napkin in the middle of your plate when you are finished eating. True. False. It is false. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know what? I quizzed my mom, and she got that one wrong, too. So uh, we were talking about you Actually, the proper thing is to put the napkin to the left of the plate. All right. So when you're finished, but if you need to get up and use the the, um, restroom, then it's okay to put on your chair. Okay. Okay, so Rob won Casey zero. Eat it, Casey. All right. (laughs) All right, Casey. This one's coming at you. Okay. You should... True or false, you should always pass both the salt and pepper um, together. True. False. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) One to one. Okay, so when you. Wait, wait, wait. Was it true or false? It's true. When somebody says, uh, can you pass me the salt, you always pass the pepper. What if you don't want the pepper? That's stupid. They're married, they go together. What what, what if I don't want one or the other? That's the way it goes. This sounds like a very government thing, but I don't need this. No, here, take it. Your life will be so much better. Susan, tell him I'm right. You are correct, and you're exactly right. They're married. Now, I tried to dig a little deeper into the, some of the history there, and I was not all that successful. So, to me, it does seem like kind of a silly rule, but you know what? Sometimes we just, that's the way things are. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I don't mean to derail the conversation then. Well, if it's a rule and you can't, who made the rule? That's a very good question. I don't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is how our elections get tabulated. I don't know. Somebody did it, but that's the way it is. That's the way we've yeah. always been doing it. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, what's next? <laughs> True or false, you should always pass the bread basket clockwise. Okay, let's see. Uh, True. No, I'm going to say that's false. I think it's counterclockwise. It is counterclockwise. Yes! Oh, it's false. Wow. That's so weird. Doesn't everything else go clockwise? Nope. So uh, the butter dish, the bread basket all go counterclockwise. And so basically this, again, is just, you know, they've picked a system and that's the system and that they chose. And it's just honestly about having some sort of order. It doesn't seem like there's any other real rationale ver- clockwise versus counterclockwise, but it is counterclockwise. Uh, uh, Susan Beckwith is our guest. It's our Mind Your Manners segment. Casey and I taking a quiz today on dining etiquette. I am just beating the hell out of Casey right now. <laughs> Two correct to Casey's one. Uh, so is that true for everything? Like at Thanksgiving this year when we sit down and uh, my wife says, can you pass me the potatoes? I'm supposed to do it counterclockwise, right? Correct. Okay, yes. perfect. Very good. All right, what's next? Yes, when eating soup, true or false, it's proper to spoon the soup away from you. True. Spoon the soup away from you? What do you mean? You put the spoon oh, you in just take and it, it goes sta- away you from you. You don't just take it and stab it? 
Like what the? Yeah. Like it's the, oh boy, I'm doing it all wrong. Boy, that that can Campbell's, that can Campbell's. I think it'd be hard to. I'm glad you caught that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's uh, true because you wouldn't want to get it on yourself. This is correct. Yes. Yeah. Is for, yes, and it's for that exact reason to basically reduce spills. So. Do, I, do, I, do I get a bonus point because I got the reason right in addition to getting the question right? <laughs> no. Well, I think you're already faring you know well, so we'll just leave it at that. All right, three three to two. Is there one more question? Ooh, okay. Let's see here. I, I have a couple of them, but oh. let's see if I've got one that I really feel like it would right. be. Okay. Pr- proper etiquette, true or false, prohibits cutting a roll, but rather you should tear it. Oh. Wait, 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 what? Say that again. Oh, you mean like when you get a roll, like not the like a big chunk of bread, but like there's a roll on your plate, a dinner roll. Yes. You should so not take proper- your knife and cut it. Correct. I mean, like, that's what the question is. Okay. All right. Uh, Casey, you go first. I'm going to say that's true. You're supposed to tear it. Yeah, I don't even know, but this is the last question. So as long as I answer the same as you, I'm going to win. So I'm also going to say true. That is true. Yes. Good. <laughs> well, Casey. So, yes, you should break it open with your hands. You should. You can butter uh, from the butter dish, but you need to put the butter on your butter plate prior to putting it on your roll. You don't want to, you know, directly put from the butter dish right on your roll. So that's some bread etiquette as well this morning. Wow. <laughs> look at Rob go with his manners. Four. I'm so proud of you. Four. I got four. Mm-hmm. Of the five. Yeah, you did. Right. Yeah. And who would have thought Rob Kendall would be winning the etiquette? Well, I mean, if anybody's ever seen me, you know how refined and sophisticated I <laughs> of actually uh, of course. I actually am. Um, Susan, uh, we want to give you plenty of time to talk about your very fabulous website where if people want to go in-depth. No doubt you'll have more information on this Bell of the Midwest. Yes. Um, today, I have a new blog post up that you can check out all regarding gym etiquette. So we have a plethora of different topics that cover social etiquette. So be sure to check out the blog. If you have any sort of social etiquette questions or tea etiquette questions, you can send those my way. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. It's been a lot of fun hearing from various listeners. Uh, she is our resident etiquette manners expert she's a former miss indiana and gosh darn it she's just the most pleasant person you'll hear from all week <laughs> bell of the midwest b-e-l-l-e of the midwest.com susan beckwith you're the best thank you have a great weekend yeah you too and thank you for joining us today rob thank you with your manners and all I that won! good stuff i know I you won! did you know what but i have no doubt if you were to sit down at a table you would just inhale the food <laughs> Good job today. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for listening. And we're going to catch you back here on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.